George, uh, what week are we in? I have no, I lost track. Um, I think this is week 27. Wow. Don't quote me that's, on that. I'm, uh, that's about as long as I've kept a job that wasn't training. Well, good job. Just Third kidding. Try I, I, yeah. <laughs> Third I, trimester. I haven't fired you from this job yet, so you're doing okay. Oh, shoot. I mean, technically, you are the one that does a lot of it, and I'm just here just because. You're just the face of it. I, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, do they, what do they call the Wizard of Oz? The man behind the curtain? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're the big floating head, and then there's too. the guy <laughs> scrambling mm -hmm. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about the look Jack-Jack's giving me right now is how everyone's feeling. <laughs> so uh, Carly do you want to do the intro this week yeah uh so if you didn't listen to our last episode that's okay because March didn't post it so it's okay, um right so <laughs> <laughs> um we're talking about feats of strength and uh you know we couldn't think of a better person to start um this series other than Mr. Jim Dad, uh, Mr. Charles Maloney. How you doing, Chaz? Pretty good, Coach. Pretty good. <laughs> wow. Beats of strength when I leave. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, you know, especially overcoming, um, overcoming obstacles, uh, defining yourself, uh, having, you know, not just feats of physical strength, just feats of strength. I mean, that, that is so broad of a spectrum and we couldn't think of a better person to start this, uh, start this episode with, you know, Absolutely. I think it's. Well, I'm, I am truly honored. You've had a, uh, a real panoply of uh, great guests during the course of the year and that uh, to be part of that crew, I'm touched. Yeah. Well, we're lucky. We are lucky to have you, Mr. Chaz. Uh, you know, I want, uh, we'll give a little bit of a backstory here. We'll try our best. Um, you know, I think we'll round his age up to about 85. Um, <laughs> that is a very hard round. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even say the oldest person on the team anymore. I can't. No. I wish I could say that. We have uh, two two masters fours um, on the team now. So, uh, but uh, the OG masters pants wear, um, you know, coming from a very very non strength background, uh, and then you know finding our family through uh, another fitness trainer and uh, Carrie, I believe, and at the uh, Saturn Club and. You know, kind of came in, kind of did his own thing for a little bit, you know, followed some programs, asked some questions here and there, um, squatted high a little bit, and uh, then, bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he, we, I think, bugged the idea in his brain to try to step on the platform for one, and then uh, the rest is history until, you know, some, uh, some factors that, you know, none of us can control. Um, you know, with 
we'll get into in a little bit, you know, and uh, the recovery process um, coming back, you know, so I think Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we've had some major milestones that we've been able to accomplish. And, uh, you know, you've had some pretty big life um, things that have happened, um, you know, in in our tenure together, as well as, you know, some things that, um, you know, we want to talk about and how you've been able to handle that. And, you know, honestly, you know, watching the comeback and uh, how good that's been has been really awesome to see. Cool. I'm an open book. Great. So um, why don't we first start with, uh, I know Carly kind of briefly touched on it, but how you really found yourself getting involved in powerlifting um, to start. Yeah, I, it, basically it was a, an injury that took me off the uh, squash courts and the golf course and that uh, I need to remain, I need to be active. Otherwise, I'm not a real pleasant person to live with. So that, uh, you know, I, I stumbled across uh, starting strength and uh, the program sort of resonated with me because I was never a strong guy. I never picked, I never envisioned myself as being um, that kind of an athlete. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I started with an empty bar and then, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the journey, the progress that was being made. Um, but at one, you know, one point in time, you know, you, you run up against a plateau. Then I kept hitting this plateau and I just couldn't bust through it. No matter whether I was running five, three, one, or, you know, any, any number of, not that I program pop, but that just a whole bunch of programs didn't break through this plateau and, uh, carry headline, uh, at Saturn was a trainer there. Uh, they mentioned the fact that, geez, you know, this new gym opened up and I think you'd really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I emailed Carly and said, you know, can I come out and, you know, give it a test run? And, of course, you know, coach said, absolutely. And when I came out, uh, I just sort of went to the far rack and <laughs> corner <laughs> and, and tried to stand at everybody's way. And like uh, coach said, you know, squatted high, uh, tried to pull. <laughs> more than I was able to. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I kept watching people in the gym and there was a competition that was being, uh, trained for. And I kept watching all these people making progress every day and having just a fantastic time doing it. You know, there were tears and there were, you know, swearing and whatnot, but everybody enjoyed the process. And, um, you know, it finally came time where I was just, I don't want to say I was stubborn throughout the whole thing, but I finally got broken down to the point where, you know, I came up to coach and I said, I I want to get better. What do I've got to do? And, you know, like you read on the internet from any one of the coaches that are out there, Carly said the same thing. You got to enter a meet because it makes you focus and it makes training uh, very real. Yeah. And that uh, I had my moments of trepidation. I was a little nervous about the whole thing. Uh, not the least of which was putting on a singlet. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite uh, part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, the human toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things like, ooh. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, he got me through that process and that first meet was a transformative event in my life. Um, you know, you, there are a lot of things that you can do as an athlete uh, or in the business world where you, you're putting yourself out in front of a group and you're up there naked, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, for the first time I embraced that fear, uh, had a, you know, had a, a team that I didn't know was behind me, behind me, as we went through that meet over at Kenmore Barbell. And that, um, you know, from that day on, it's been like, I can't imagine doing anything else but this. Um, I don't want to say competitively, but I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else um, that is as rewarding. And I, I love squash dearly. I love golf dearly. Uh, but they don't give me that internal um, feedback that uh, makes the process so enjoyable. Yeah, I think there's definitely something, like you said, it's such a a point of vulnerability stepping onto that platform, especially for the first time. And it's like that you, you feel vulnerable, but then all of a sudden you feel unstoppable because this like rush of emotion hits you and this rush of gratification hits you um, that it's very hard to describe to someone until they've actually experienced it. Well, it, it, it was a successful day. Yeah. To have a successful day, you have to have, I want to say perspective, because as a, a rookie lifter, you don't have that perspective. But if you have a coach who's been around and has gone through this process, they can make it a successful day for you. So, you know, I totally trusted in the numbers that were, that Carly put up there. And they were, you know, the, they were all big numbers, especially, you know, the, that first deadlift or the last deadlift of the day. And I went nine for nine. Now, what could be what could be a better day if I, you know, if you put it on the other side and say the numbers that were chosen, you know, your coach really wasn't paying attention to you, didn't know you, you know, because I'm a, I'm a master's lifter. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of the big nationally ranked people. Um, and it's easy for a, for a coach who's not invested in the process to just to throw stuff out there. You know, you're, you're part of the team, stable, but, I, you know, you're not my guy. And so that if I had bad numbers or I hadn't had uh, good preparation, uh, I could have gone zero for, you know, I could have bombed out. Right. Yeah. And, fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, that's, I think, why I've been able to manage everyone better is because I bombed out of my first meet. I, I – didn't trust my own intuition and you know i i i didn't allow myself to be in a position to succeed and i think having that self-awareness after Mm -hmm. um i realized a lot of the mistakes i made and not that you know what you do as a person can uh, be emulated in someone else but you can definitely learn from those experiences and learn tendencies and learn how to put people in better positions um, based on, you know, how everything that they're feeling. And and I think that, you know, that was probably (laughs) 
not only extremely embarrassing uh, because of my <laughs> Maggie, Maggie was there, but it was probably one of the most pissed off times I've ever had in my entire life. Okay, um, yeah, I can see that. I, there, there's, there's footage out there of how ye- loud I can yell. And oh, yeah. uh, it, it was loud. And it was, you know, I didn't keep my composure. I didn't keep my composure as a coach. I didn't keep my composure as an athlete, you know. And, and I think at that point, I realized, like, this isn't just about me. Like, this, this is about other people as well. And I think that that really allowed me to succeed a little bit more because I, I understood what it was like on the other end of things. And, yeah. and you know, having that major failure – is um it was crushing but also very rewarding to know that like okay you can just build from here like right. you can learn what not to do and what to do um and how to help your athlete in that position regardless of age regardless of ranking or regardless of you know beginner or advanced lifter you can definitely help people a little bit more and taking them as a personal uh as the person not as just the idea right it's, it's, for me, it was also important, you know, if you'd gotten a hold of me even 10 years earlier, and certainly in my 40s or 30s, God, if you had me in my teens or 20s, you would have thrown, <laughs> me, out of, thrown me out of the gym. I, I came to you at the right time. I was ready to, um, I was ready to put myself in a professional's hands to take me through the process. You know, once I committed to doing the meet, okay, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, and we'll see where it goes from there. And that's the first time that I've ever been able to uh, accept coaching uh, and everything that comes with that. You know, you, you know, there were a lot of hard truths that I had to learn. <laughs> and yep. But that um, I couldn't have done that prior to coming in the gym. I just wasn't, um, I wasn't grown up enough to accept somebody else uh, giving myself over. Yeah. And yeah, it really is. And that was something for me too. My first meet, I didn't have my coach either. And, um, well, actually technically it was my second meet first USAPL meet, but I didn't have my coach either. And it was a major mistake. I think it was also a wake up call for me that I'm not invincible. And I, and you know, you are your own worst enemy <laughs> that gets in your own way. Um, and you learn that the hard way, you know, and, but, you know, I think you've said it best and it's good for a lot of, you know, listeners, if they're, uh, you know, working with someone, you have to have that kind of athlete coach relationship and you have to have that some sort of trust in that person that you're with. You know, because if you're trying to, I don't want to say undermining, but if you're trying to make all the calls in your head and, you know, what you find, you know, what you think is best in com- as a, compared to uh, what the coach think is best, you, there's going to be that tension and there's going to be that not follow through with the plan or that's going to be some, you know, well, this is not what I envisioned uh, going into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there, has to, there has to be uh, congruity at all points hello there <laughs> we had a cameo <laughs> appearance by miss leah braymiller <laughs> 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 we got zoom she, bombed. 
Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't hear. No, I have the headphones in. Oh, that's right. Tell her later. Fun. You guys said hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's interesting to look at your career because then we you know we flash forward to obviously nationals um, starting in Spokane. You kind of went. Into well, Orlando was first. Orlando. Oh, Orlando was first. Yeah. Orlando was where the bug really hit. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say the bug, the bug to train hit and, and try and in, find a way to improve every cycle. Yeah. That to, uh, to get on, a, on the platform at a, at a national meet, that was, that was just so cool. And to run into all these people that you, you've seen on the internet, you've been reading, Hearing about, uh, yeah, it was just it was a, it was a wild time. But or Orlando is where it all started, and that's where the bug was put in my ear that you can pull five hundred. Yeah, that bug. Yeah. And then you flash forward a couple of years later, and that moment. I oh, mean, yeah. I think I think we definitely need to talk about that moment because there was so much going into this and I can't even relate obviously because you know you guys were the ones that were really in it but from a spectator perspective it was just this defining like still thinking about it it's just incredible you know I remember sitting there with Leah and we're like okay Chaz has his final deadlift he's going for five like this is going to happen the people next to us didn't even know you and they were invested in it at this point <laughs> and just the the emotion that just hit, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm sure for you, it was even more incredible. It was, it was a, um, I learned a lot in Spokane because I didn't have the meat that I wanted. Right. Um, and I knew why I didn't have the meat that I wanted. It wasn't anything that we did in the gym. It wasn't anything that was done, uh, you know, the day of, other than the fact that I walked like 10 miles around Spokane and my legs were dead the next day. Um, but I knew that, you know, if, even if I had been on my game, I wasn't going to pull 500 at that meet. There was just too much else going on. You know, that was just when I realized that I had a health problem and that, uh, you know, I was sort of under... I was mentally putting myself under the gun to get things d done. And that uh, it, it didn't, uh, it wasn't the best thing to be doing from a training standpoint. But that when we came back from Spokane, uh, you know, Carly under, you know, certainly had worked with me through that first year of the unknown health crisis for everybody. Uh, but the second year, we knew that you know the rubber hadn't hit the road here, and that uh, you know we had uh, good training through the spring. But you know, right from like the day that I'd gotten my uh, uh, the biopsies back, and I knew where we were, uh, the pressure was off, and the the block of training from I think it was really May right on through the meet was best training that I'd ever had. But that in addition to that, 
you know, everybody within the community was along for the ride, which was really, really cool. Cause it, you know, the, you know, the, the squatting and the bench, you know, they are what they are. Uh, you know, I had it in my mind that I, you know, 500 kilograms and 500 pound pole were, were the stretch goals. Um, but I didn't have, uh, I didn't have the best run in for the deadlift. You know, I had a little tweak in my hip and whatnot. And just from the beginning of September to the meet, I really wasn't pulling that heavy and just cause I couldn't. But prior to that, you know, uh, July and August, I'd done some rep work that, you know, had me up at some high estimated one rep maxes. So that 227 wasn't out of the realm, but I certainly wasn't going to test that in the gym. Right. But everybody within the community sitting there looking at me going, you got it going on. And I, again, this is a, um, I was able to accept that at its face value and not poo-poo it, you know, not say, oh no, I really suck. You know, for the first time in my life, I, I accepted the responsibility of being good, uh, owning, owning the process and, you know, putting it all out there saying, yeah, this is the number we're going to get there. And, you know, I'm glad you're seeing it and I'm trusting, I'm trusting what you're seeing and saying. And so that, uh, you know, off to Spokane, we went, or off to, uh, Chicago, we went with a, a great team and, <laughs> You know, as always, the old men get the uh, four o'clock wake up. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, that fortunately, I didn't go walking 10 miles around the uh, city of Chicago or whatnot. I, I, I marshaled my strength and got down there that morning and I felt pretty good. And as we all know, you know the, they were calling squats hard. Yes, and, they were. <laughs> and, and that, you know, once again, I, Missed depth on the first one, uh, but rallied, you know, and, you know, hit a PR on the squat there, but that took the 500 kilogram total right off the table. But I was okay with that. You know, I, I did it to myself, didn't bury depth in the first one. So own it, live with it, and then move on. Went into the bench, you know, no problem. Didn't get, didn't get screwed by the refs on a pause on the bench, which was good. Um, but was able to uh, build from there. And then, you know, while we're sitting, waiting for the deadlifts to start, you know, Carly and I had a little, little bit of a talk. And then it was just one of these things. I said, coach, I got to, I just got to get within myself and get myself ready. And, um, you know, he gave me enough room to, to mentally prepare. And the first pull was good. And I heard, I got rabbit ears. <laughs> I heard the crowd, couldn't see everybody because of the lights, but I could hear. And that, uh, you know, came up for the second one. And, you know, as you're in the bullpen and you're coming out there, we're laughing and joking with the, the guy who's the, the gatekeeper putting you on the platform. And Yeah, the TC there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah the guy who we the one line was, you know, you ask him about his shoes, you know, those pythons? And the guy goes, yeah. He goes, and I went, nah. And I put on the gun show and I go, <laughs> so I was in a good place. I wasn't, 
yeah, it wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't overhyped. I was relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so that, uh, you know, got out there. This, that second poll was good, but it wasn't great. But hey, this is the time. And that was the, that was the, the moment where I was that close to losing it. Because this was, I don't know, <laughs> I get there again. Uh, this is everything. This is three years of, of, a, of a goal that, to me, meant everything. You know, it just, it's, a, it's an arbitrary number, doing an arbitrary sport. Um, but to me, it, it was the first time in anything that I've done, uh, you know, again, athletically or in the business world, where I've actually set a goal and followed a roadmap. And each step of the way, it got better and it got better and it got better. And I wanted the pay. I wanted the payoff. I will readily admit that. So that uh, you know, I went out into the hall after my last. You know, I got the baby powder and whatnot. I went out in the hall and I, you know, just put my head up against the wall and I prayed. They just said, "Give me the opportunity. Just give me the opportunity to show what I can do." And that. Uh, you know, we came out, uh, came out in the platform, and I said, I know I've got lots of time. Took a, you know, if you look at the, yeah, I look at the video every once in a while, more than every once in a while, and I can see myself just sort of gathering. And I got down over the bar, and it was amazingly easy, but I didn't hear a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a strain. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a struggle. I was just. It was truly, you know, not an out of body experience, but I was truly in the moment and completely committed to the pole. And there we were. And when I got to the top at the lockout, I remember I was going to go. I bet that shit. And I remember Ryan Stills looking at me because I said, oh, "Fuck!" After I missed the first squat, he goes, "You do that again." And you're going to get disqualified. I went, oops, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so that I met the top there. And instead of saying, how about that shit? I go, how about that stuff? <laughs> and put it back down. Yeah. Um, but that when, uh, when that was all done, uh, I was so thrilled that I had Carly there to share that with. It had been such a, uh, an emotional two years that the two of us knew what was going on and we and I we were trying I was trying like hell not to involve anybody else in the gym in my own personal battle that was going on there at the time. And I, I you know, know Carly was sitting there going, he's got this horrible secret that he's holding on to. Um, but it, it meant a lot. And it meant a lot to be able to share that with him. And you know, we go back into the the warm-up area, and I'm just a mess. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I've got my uh, my gym towel around my face just <laughs> trying to hold on to hold on to myself and not doing a great job of it. But then finally regrouping and coming out to where all you folks were uh, in the gallery. And that, uh, you know, somebody showed me the, uh, the video of the poll, but I still was, it had so much adrenaline, I really didn't hear it. Mm -hmm. I got home much later after I got home. 
Um, and the number of voices that are out there, you know, they're pulling for you. And then the crowd's response, once it's done, I, I, it felt like it was prime time for me. And that was, it, it, it is such a cool, it was such a cool experience. It is so great that it was captured, uh, that I can relive it. Um, and I do relive it because it, it gives me, uh, you know, I pull it out when I need it. Yeah. And certainly you know, this year we've needed it. Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, you know, I know every voice that's on there that's from the gym. And I know all the voices that aren't gym members that were on that. And, you know, the number of people that came up to me that weren't gym members, you know, over the next couple of days was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I'm not David Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a day and it resonated with a lot of people. And I, it, it was very gratifying very Absolutely. On, on, any I, number of, on any number of levels. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of segue into that, you know, like you said, it was gratifying, more gratifying than any of us could have possibly known. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, but you know, you guys have mentioned that there was this secret, right? So there was this secret that you and Carly had um, that we've all since have know, but um, you know, it, I don't know how much you want to touch on that, but how did you cope with like, what, what was going on? You know, like, oh, it, it's just, it was the first year after, um, has to be uh, Mayhem 2. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was, uh, it was definitely Mayhem 2 because I was very nervous after you had that shakedown on yeah. the squat. The squat. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, I, I, I come out of that and I'm, I'm just, I'm having problems with bodily function and that, you know, I have to go see a doctor and, in the back of my mind, I knew there was a problem. You know, my brother has prostate cancer. And I said, oh, Jesus, you know, this is just, I don't want to go through this. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I got hooked up with a, a urology group and, you know, they did all the blood tests and whatnot. And they came back out of whack and they said, well, we got to do some biopsies. And I'm sitting there going, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing anything anything of the sort. I've got to pull 500 pounds in Spokane and I can't afford to get sick. I can't afford to get an infection. You know, I got one opportunity here and, you know, I'm willing to roll the dice. And at that point in time, you know, my, my PCP had dropped me and I needed to get a new one. So I ended up hooking up with Austin Baraki out of Barbell Medicine. Uh, who he works with Steady MD, and I, you know, I got a hold of Austin, and he very graciously accepted to take me on as a patient. And we went through the decision tree: Are we doing the? Are you doing the right thing for the right reasons? And that, as we went through this whole process, um, he agreed that, you know, it made some sense. You know, we'll, we'll go through Spokane. 
But when you come back from Spokane, you've got to get the biopsy done, whether you pull 500 or not. And because it was fresh in my mind, you know, how power lifters are, everything hurts all the time. <laughs> Every little ache and pain, I'm going, oh my God, you know, cancer is riddling my body here. Uh, and I had to sort of talk myself back down going, well, I can't train the way that I'm training and be sick. You know, the, the two just don't go together. So that uh, I had to keep reminding myself that you're okay, you're okay, your blood work is not getting worse, it's staying steady. Um, and that, yeah, I had a lot of sleepless nights, <laughs> you know, a lot of waking up at three or four in the morning going, oh my God, I'm gonna die. Um, and I had to find a way around that, unfortunately, I have a great capacity for um, turning a blind eye towards things. So that when I came to the gym, it was my uh, it was my escape, and that um, I was able to, for the most part, I don't think I had more than maybe one or two episodes that first year where I <laughs> stormed out of the gym having a bad day. Um, so we went to Spokane, you know, I met up with Austin down there and, you know, we talked some more in person. We did a lot of Skyping mm -hmm. forth, but to actually sit down and talk to him in person uh, helped a lot. And again, I'm keeping Carly involved in this process and that, uh, you know, he had good perspectives on how to handle the emotional component of it. Um, so we come back from Spokane and, you know, I have to fight the bullet and I get hooked up with the folks at Roswell and that, uh, I explained to them, look, I want to, I've got you know, truly one last opportunity here to, to be an athlete. Cause if this thing goes sideways, I'm going to be on hormone blockers for the rest of my life. I'll never be a strength athlete again. And I've seen too many people who've gone through you know, prostate, prostate cancer treatments, whether it's surgery or it's radiation, hormone therapy, um, that didn't have good outcomes. And I certainly when I'm watching my brother who was a, a wonderful athlete turn into a person I didn't even recognize. Sure. And, and that was frightening. Uh, so that um, the folks at Roswell listened and that, you know, they made sure that you know, that the possibility of infection was down to less than 1%. You know, they were gonna be as careful as they could be during the biopsy process. And that, you know, again, depending on what the, the sampling showed, um, they would work with me in terms of a timing on, for, for treatment. And obviously, uh, you know, the biopsy samples came back, every single one of them showed cancer. Uh, and that, you know, fortunately it wasn't, it wasn't aggressive, shall we say, but we were a little farther along and, uh, one would be, oh, I've got no problem. You know, it definitely was an issue and you definitely need to do attend to it. You just, it wasn't one of those things you could do watchful waiting for 10 years. You had to do something. Uh, but they said, you know, you go off to uh, Chicago, but when you come back, you know, you've got to do something. 
whether you're going to do surgery or you're going to do the radiation hormone piece. I never, you know, once we had that diagnosis, I never had any other, you know, those 3 a.m., 4 a.m., uh, waking up in a cold sweat going, oh, I'm going to die. Just those, those situations went away, and I was able to put all of my mental and emotional and physical energy into let's get it on. Let's, let's train as hard as we can train. And that I was pretty monomaniacal about that. And, you know, it certainly didn't help me in other areas of my life. Um, but it was important. It was important to me. And that, I, you know, people can make value judgments on what I did or, you know, how I went about it. But for me, it, it was everything. And I, I, I'm willing to live with the the outcomes that have uh, arisen from that decision. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, at the end, go ahead. Go Greg. ahead, Matt. No, you first. I got a couple of points. Well, I was just going to say, I think, you know, it sheds a whole new light on that moment um, because, but then at the same time, it doesn't because, you know, here we are rooting for for you, right? Because you're our, our colleague and you're our friend and you're our teammate and your gym dad. So, you know, we just want you to lift this weight. We just see this as, you know, this is a huge milestone for him. And then, you know, in the wings, we don't realize how big of this, this moment it truly means. And once we found that out, um, obviously it makes it 10 times, hundred times sweeter, you know, that you're yeah. able to go in feeling the way that you are and complete this unbelievable physical feat. But we knew it was you doing it. So we're not surprised, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, and that's, I think strength. I think that that ability to just do it. And, um, so I don't think it changes that moment for any of us. Um, I think it, at least in my opinion, um, because I'm still seeing, you know, same Chaz going out, this is what he wanted and he took it. Um, so I think yeah. that it, I obviously we're grateful that you, you share your story with us and that you, you, you filled us in and kept us in the loop afterwards. And that allows us to be supportive of you in other ways, but it, I think it's just, it's still just you, you know? Yep. Yep. I think a couple of things, you know, you, you mentioned two good points that I think a lot of people can take away from this. You know, you mentioned that you have to pretty much live with the decision that you made, right? Like this, this was the avenue that you wanted to go down. But at the end, at the end of the day, looking back at it, you know, a year, five years, ten years, you're the one that has to live with that decision. And if you're the one that's happy with the decision that you made, that's the only thing that really matters. You know, you're the one that is going to either be upset at yourself for the rest of your life, or be happy with yourself at the rest of, for the rest of your life for yeah. making the decision of pursuing or not pursuing whatever you wanted to go out and achieve. 
So, you know, I think that that is a, is a strength that a lot of people underestimate, right? Like they underestimate a decision that, you know, can have an impact um, for a lifetime, you know, and, and I think, you know, banking on yourself and, and believing in yourself and, um, you know, committing to yourself is, is a huge feat of strength that I think people really undervalue and underestimate. Um, and another good point that I think takes a lot of mental strength is something you mentioned, you know, uh, earlier in, in the journey was admitting you were good to something. You know, I think that a lot of people don't recognize that as a strength, right? We are very, I mean, obviously egotistical maniacs, I have no problem in doing it, but um, yeah, a lot of people have a really hard time and admitting that they can be good at something, right? Like they're always, they never want to fully commit to that process or they never want to fully commit to that statement. And you have a lot of half in, half out, and you, you don't have the full trust, again, going back to believing in yourself, the full trust in yourself to get something done because you don't believe that you're good at that thing. Um, and I think that that's, that that speaks volumes to a person, right? Like, and saying that you are good enough to do this for yourself and good enough to achieve it by yourself. So yeah, I think I, that, that, the, go ahead. The, you know, the, my perspective on that has changed as I've gotten older. Um, again, I would not have been able to make that statement even 10 years ago. Certainly never could have done that in, you know, in high school and college. Um, yeah, I'm well aware that I'm not David Ricks. I'm not Carlos Clark. I'm not Bill Morgenstern. I'm not any of the guys that, you know, you look that are above you on the ladder in the Masters 393, you know, kilogram class. But I'm the best I can be. And I have done everything within my power to ring out every last bit of talent that I have. Mm -hmm. Is it going to, am I going to have an 800 kilogram total in my lifetime? No. Uh, but, sorry, Justin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am, I am, uh, I am at peace with the fact that I have made the commitment to showing up every, every day, I've made the commitment to, you know, eating well. I made the commitment towards um, strengthening my mental processes as it regards powerlifting. Um, and I've, as I've you know, said earlier, I I've never been able to do that. You know, track and field is my one is my major love. And I was never really able to do that because I was just too young and headstrong. Um, I love golf, but it's golf is not a game for people who have depressive tendencies. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I don't have the the hand eye to be as good as I think I should be. So it's it's not a good sport for me. Squash, same thing. I I love it, but I don't have the hand eye. And I'm just, I'm too old to be aerobically competitive. Um, and again, I'm on 
uncoachable because I get too fucking nervous when somebody's critiquing me. And here I am, I find powerlifting. You know, where did this come from? And yet it turns out to be the perfect sport for me because I'm able to accept myself warts and all, put myself out there and let somebody else direct me. I'm able to trust that person to have my best interests at heart and look what's happened. Yeah. I've had the best athletic experiences of my life in my sixties. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. And that, um, I consider myself incredibly fortunate to have walked through the door of that gym back in 2016. And I think something that you, you mentioned, it, I think powerlifting kind of allows you to carry on that, you know, achieving these goals of being the best that you can be moving forward, not just in the sport, um, because it taught you to accept that you were very good at this and you saw the, the results of your, your progress and your work and everything you put into it. And now you talk about, you know, eating healthier and like taking care of like your mental health and all of these things that it's not an accessory movement in the gym, but it's an accessory movement in your daily life. So now it's teaching you these values of, you know, achieving that goal of being the best that you can outside of the gym as well. Well, we're that, you know, that's still a work in progress, Max. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it may always be, but it's, you know, it's at least it's yeah. exactly that way. And I've, um, you know, throughout this whole process of the last year, and, you know, there are a lot of people who are sitting, who are, who are in my corner, who are supporting me through this process uh, that we've been going through. Um, and they keep reminding me, draw on this, Draw on the skills that you developed under the bar. You know, because, you know, it's interesting to see all my friends from, you know, the other sport, sporting lives that I've had um, have sort of invested themselves in what I've done. And they're, they understand. And they're able to remind me on the days where, you know, things, (laughs) things are still very tough. Draw on the strengths that you've developed, the skills that you developed to get you through the days when you couldn't get that last rep, when you didn't want to do that last set. Use those skills to be the best you can be. I don't want to say be an adult, but be the best you can be at that particular moment in time. And if, if it's not good enough, at least you gave your effort and, and don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Perfect. I think you hit on a really good point again that, you know, I don't think you did it on purpose, but maturity isn't a number. Like maturity isn't like uh, you have to reach a certain age to, to hit that self-awareness, right? Like yeah. that comes with, that just comes with experience and that comes with self-awareness. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you hit that point uh, during this whole process, you know, self-awareness for yourself. And I think that that's a, a gift of strength that 
a lot of people need to find for themselves. You know, a lot of people say they have that, uh, but they don't feel that. They don't, they don't have that self-awareness to recognize uh, the maturity that it takes to do, you know, to be strong for yourself. Yeah. It, 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 um, yeah, who, who knows where we would be without the um, cancer diagnosis? You know, the, the, like I said, there were just so many that first year, uh, there were just so many nights <laughs> where you're, you're awake most of the night pondering your mortality. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that that's part of the, part of the process that's enabled me to say, you know, I'm happy. I, you know, I'm happy with the track of my life is where it's been, you know, I've been, I've done good things in the business world. I've done good things in the community. I've been, you know, I've done what I wanted to do and live my life the way I wanted to live it. I've had a wonderful family. Uh, you know, did they get the best of, did they get the best that I have to offer? Obviously not. Uh, and am I, am I upset about, or am I not upset? Am I sad about that? Yeah, I'm sad about that. And that's part of being um, immature. Um, but I own it. It, it is what it is. It's, uh, it will always be a, a part of me. But, you know, as I sat down, you know, and we're, we're doing the decision tree process, you know, I, I, I said to my wife, I, I, if tomorrow morning, you know, the, the diagnosis comes back and I'm a dead man, I'm not going to look back and regret really anything that I've done, you know, could I've done certain things better? Absolutely. But for who I am, I'm okay with it. And that was free. And I wouldn't have gotten there without having to have had those, those long sleepless nights coupled with the fact that I was learning how to, um, discover, something of myself that I didn't know that I had. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. I, can't, I just, I can't ex really express how transformative being in the, the, the powerlifting uh, milieu has been for me. It's just, it, you know, I'm, I love to play. I love to be active. I love to do this stuff. This has just been as more rewarding than anything that I've done. And it's, you know, I, I do it, you know, I, it's interesting you, you had, or, you know, Britt Saplicki put up that SPD story in and then her post today, and so much of what she said resonated. I do this for me. It's important. And it, it helps me realize value within myself. I'm not doing yeah. it for anybody else other than that. Yeah. And I think that that's... Even if I'm not, even if I'm not competing... I always be in the gym because it's it's just so much fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, it may not look like it all the time, but if I come out of the gym, I feel so much better for having been in the gym. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's Absolutely. that's just so admirable to see how 
how much you do enjoy it. You know, um, obviously we all do it because we like it. There's definitely days that we all probably don't like it, but, um, you know, to see, to see the joy that you've taken from the sport and to see the passion that you've taken from the sport is very admirable. Yeah. yeah I, I, and I've enjoyed, I've really enjoyed the, uh, the team aspect, I, you know, that, uh, you know, we, you know, it's grown from, you know, maybe five to seven people who were committed to it to all of a sudden, you know, 12 to 15. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're not only Buffalo, but we're everywhere. And that, you know, we're, it's a wonderful community. It is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly, um, it's backstopped me you know, for, for four years and it was never more apparent than, you know, just about a year ago when you guys all, uh, you know, rallied at my darkest time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and good. that just shows, that just shows team strength, right? Like, I mean, yeah. strength doesn't, strength just doesn't come from, uh, you know, within it comes from the surrounding people as well. You know, mm -hmm. like you can, you can find that deep strength that you need, but at the, at the end of the day, you also have a big, strong team around you as well. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I have, um, Gratefully opened myself up to um, accepting any and all help in what what form or fashion that shows up in, and that again I, I couldn't have done that ten years ago. I, you know, certainly couldn't have done it uh, as a younger person. Yeah, and again, it comes back to that point of maturity isn't a number. You know, maturity <laughs> yeah. comes in different. Maturity comes in different aspects, you know, and we're all working on things like we're, we all have different things that we have to work on that, you know, define different aspects of maturity, you know, like I still have to put the dishes away every night, even though I don't want to. I've heard you, know, you don't that's, do that every night. You're right. And I'm still working on my maturity. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was, I was, who was I? I was telling Jeff or, uh, or, you know, maybe Eric, it was, you know, I, I realized I was an adult when I was finally doing my planks and dead bugs. You know, I wasn't, yep. I wasn't leaving anything on the program not done when I walked out the door. Sitting there That's a yeah. big step. I think yeah, I agree. No one wants to do those at the end of the day. That's a huge step in maturity. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, I don't think Marge has ever done those. Okay, I have done those. Thank you very I walked into the gym today and I thought Jordan was a goner because he was doing dead bug holds and he just was straight up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we call the RIP position. <laughs> rest, rest in plank. Yeah. Oh, but no, I think, you know, Chaz, obviously we appreciate you, you know, taking the time to share your story. Um, with with everyone and i think it's it's definitely still going to be a, a growing process and like carly said maturity just comes with evolving um but um like you both said having that team to back you up that's just adding to that that strength level and um we're definitely appreciative and thankful to have you um and to to be able to share those experiences with you 
warms my heart. Warms my heart. Yeah, Jez, you're a very you're a very integral part of the team, you know, yeah. and it's you know, you can always tell you know, when someone is truly cared about when everyone stops and watches, right? Like I mean yeah. you're doing sets of six, right? It's not even an all out max effort, right? And you got people cheering from across the room. You know, yeah. there's people all across the room cheering for you, stopping what they're doing, watching what you're doing. I mean, that's that just speaks volumes, you know, about you as, as a person and as in your character. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for sure. So that's why we wanted to have you on first. <laughs> well, I, I am I'm touched. I uh, I appreciate the opportunity. It's a, it's good to. Um, you know, it, it's good to talk about it, and uh, you know, I know that there are a lot of folks that you know listen. You know, listen to the uh, podcast I did with uh, Brian Keller, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that this will reach a different you know, some of the same people, but some additional people who don't don't know the story in its entirety. And yep. I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity. Uh, to, as I said, be an open book about it. it yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do any good um, to bottle it, bottle it up, or not run away from it. And that, uh, like I said, I own it, and I'm going to be a, I'm a better person for having done that. And so that when you present me with the opportunity to um, to talk about it, I'm more than happy to. Well, thank you for, for that. And thank you to everyone who listened. Thanks for, for tuning in for another, another episode. We um, are thrilled to have another guest lined up for next week. So um, you guys will be ready to hear, hear from that person. And um, where can the, the fans find you, Chaz? <laughs> the fans can find me on the gram. Five zero. Jim did one five zero. You heard it here, from folks. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, yeah, you 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 either catch uh, catch my posts of training, and you'll catch some of my really bad dad jokes on my stories. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you again. And depending on what time you're you're listening to this, enjoy your day, Carly. Do you have any uh, parting advice? Uh, read your books. Read your books responsibly. <laughs> Do your dead bugs. Do your dead bugs. Do your dead bugs. Read your books. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wash your hands. Don't be uh. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye.